0: This episode of Lightning Strikes Thrice is brought to you by our incredible patrons, patrons such as Letty and Chelsea. If you want to help us keep making the show like they do, you can visit pitchdrop.cash and contribute as little as a buck a month. We really appreciate it. You're listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, the JRPG Games Club podcast that will take an icicle for you, babe. <laughs> this is season nine, episode five, covering the end of Disc One and Final Fantasy eight for the PS1. I am your host, Matt Marcus. My pronouns are he, him, and with me today is Sybil Arnett, she, her, Ryan Beatty, they, them, and John, he, him. So, what happened last time?
1: After yet another Laguna flashback, the Seeds made their way to Galbadia Garden and learned that A. Cypher had been executed, and B. there was a new mission to assassinate the sorceress Edea, who had been named the Ambassador of Peace for Galbadia. They headed to Daling City, took a mandatory side quest in a tomb, and met General Carraway, a.k.a. Rinwa's dad, who instructed them on their mission. The seeds split into two groups, the first to trap the sorceress, and the other to just shoot her. The plan goes awry as Quistus unintentionally traps her team in the Caraway mansion. Rip. Quistus cannot do anything right, I think is the lesson we're learning. <laughs> so far. Over <laughs> <for> five? Five? <laughs> At <Maybe> least. <laughs> least. <laughs> Meanwhile, Renoir attempted to thwart Adea on her own, but was rebuffed because it turns out she's kind of a scrub. Idea reveals that her true evil intentions are, you know, to murder the president in a giant public speech and sick two iguana monsters on Renoir as a sacrifice.
0: (laughs) So I know, Simba, you had to leave a little early last time. Do you have any thoughts on the the bits that you missed here?
1: Honestly, it's just, why did we even pretend Idea was going to be a good person for five minutes? Which is kind of my take on it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Here's the peace ambassador. And mm-hmm. what do you mean her eyes are glowing and there's this aura <laughs> of death
0: around her at all times? Hmm. Funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny because the president makes it sound like he knew her on a personal enough level to be like, wow, it's weird that you're really evil now. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm wondering where that came from. And like, part of me wishes there was some backstory that gets filled out of like, when did the evil turn on or something like it just does
2: feel a little weird i mean she i think she has some sort of like powers of enthrallment or whatever because you mm. know it's like mm-hmm. the crowd doesn't uh-huh. really notice the shit uh-huh. so cypher uh is like you know cypher is a, a a little shitbird who would hitch his wagon to someone like Idea, but also it seems like she's it seems like she's got some some power over people and not just because she uses like her hot goth wiles yeah i was gonna say like my vote would have been hot goth
0: wiles (laughs) (laughs) it's more that she does it's not a subtle
1: plan the whole murder a president to do a speech thing but in that case why even pretend for five minutes
2: yeah yeah especially when she goes like so so mask off when she's mask off
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and
2: her mask is removed the moment she steps up to the podium. She
4: doesn't even try to put on a single, like, uh, good-looking face for the
0: Mm -hmm. crowd. God, just imagine the, like, moment where, like, you're, you're President Delling, and, you know, an aide comes in and says, Oh, hey, by the way, there's a sorceress here to see you. You know, the sorceress? She wants to help, and, like, you know basically give you the power to take over the world but we'll call it peace negotiations wink wink and president delhi goes there's no downside to this at all
3: like
1: (laughs) let's just let's just put this in modern politics terms imagine if joe biden goes up to give a speech hillary clinton walks out with two tyrants from
0: resident evil behind her
1: and goes (laughs) hey guess what and rips out joe's heart
0: (laughs) yeah that's what that would have made much better debates
2: honestly like give me that television listen here mac or listen here jack and then just gets torn to shreds <laughs> <laughs> you, you just have a t-shirt of like
0: joe getting his heart ripped out Is this nevertheless she persisted <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um
2: so the gate crew is stuck in the mansion and need to find their way out there is one hint That hint is a prominent painting with a woman holding a wine glass. The solution is to take a wine glass and put it into the hands of a statue in the corner of the room, which unlocks a secret passageway to the sewers. Uh, This is just straight up – this is Resident Evil. Um, It's literally in the
1: most recent one.
2: uh, Yeah. And Mm -hmm. um, also it like – you know dealing city is one of the places where i feel and i know that i've talked about this in previous episodes but like that sort of like co-development of parasite eve and final fantasy eight and mm, i was yeah. i'm one it's just that is where some of that resident evil influence feels like it might come from yeah
0: yeah it, it's funny too because uh in the scene you have zell and selfie who are like bopping around the room trying to like find stuff and like they have like little extra dialogue. And the weird thing about the room, though, is you don't really know that these other screens are there mm-hmm. because, like, you have to go to the back of the room behind all of the furniture and be near the painting. And all of a sudden, the camera shifts. You go, oh, shit. <laughs> and then the, the statue that you need to put the glass in, you have no idea is there unless you run all the way to the back corner of the room. And then the camera shifts and you're like, oh, shit, that, that definitely looks like a place I should be putting something yeah yeah and
4: unless you're just coasting along the outer perimeter trying to interact with everything it's going to it's take smash you a long time yeah. to figure out how to pick up the wine glass
2: yeah mm-hmm. well and this game doesn't have like shiny like it has glinting glowing objects sometimes but not all of the time and then the mm-hmm. other thing is that This, like, increased fidelity lets them zoom in in on scenes more than Final Fantasy VII did, and so I imagine that this kind of thing would be tougher to do, but Final Fantasy VII had that button that you could hold, and you could see all of the separate, all the different exits uh, from a screen, and that, just that little thing would be tremendously helpful to see, like, where the scene changes could potentially happen.
0: Yeah, I think the glass you pick up is slightly different. Like it's a physical, like three D model instead of like part of the background. I think so. Yeah. maybe you could pick it out, but it's not like holy shit. There's another. There's a glass I could pick up right there.
2: Right, just give it that glint. Just give it that mm-hmm. Resident Evil just twinkle. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh,
0: the nice thing though is that there is no timer mm-hmm. at, at all. Like you could imagine a version of this where you have to get through out of this room and then through the sewers and get to the gate by the time you need to be there. And it's I'm glad they don't. And they they, obviously they don't because they're cutting between different people in different places and it would make timing make no sense. But I was thinking
1: it's your first clue that you're going to fuck this up is the timer doesn't matter, therefore there's no (laughs) (laughs) timing.
0: Right. (laughs) That's fair. I mean look, the thing is they ultimately don't fuck it up. So somehow. Mm they get their job done
4: uh mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. yeah
2: i guess i um go ahead
4: sorry i do think like this game has had invisible timers though so like if i was a child playing this That's game i got to this point the pressure would still be there and the absolutely. trauma would still be there
2: absolutely
3: mm-hmm. the, <laughs> um, tra- the trauma the, tra- the trauma would game. still be there
2: <laughs> <Totally>. Um, um
0: <laughs> The trauma of these fucking sewers.
2: Have Have y'all seen the the clip of the supercut of um Jimmy Lee Curtis saying trauma wrong during the current like Halloween press cycles?
0: No, it's incredible. No. It's just
2: like thirty times of her saying trauma uh, on like places like The View mm. and and uh, mm. Stephen Colbert and she just trauma trauma trauma. It's very good. I love it. <laughs> So, uh, the other thing is, um, I just want to highlight just, like, how messy and immature these people are for getting locked in. You know, yeah. we're, there's not that much character work in this episode, but, like, remember, Quistus blew the fuck up at poor little Renoa earlier, uh, and that's one of the reasons why we're all locked in. Just, just saying, Quistus, grow up a little. You're 19. Come mm-hmm. on. You should know better. You're a whole year older than the rest of them.
4: Yeah, when you gonna... get
2: mad, you should double down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a teacher.
4: You're you are a mentor to these young minds, Quistus. I'm also yeah. gonna
1: throw this out there. Mercenaries should maybe have a plan to deal with a locked door.
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just you know, have some plastic explosives in your purse.
1: Mm-hmm. Cast Fyra. Right
2: <laughs> well, yeah. there. There, yeah. I'll even
1: change it. It's Fyra now, happy? <laughs>
0: Uh, and then, um, or just cast Quake
2: and, like, take down the whole fucking mansion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just summon a free in the middle of the dinner table? Yeah. So, after running through a few screens in the sewer, the camera pans upwards through the road above them to Irvine and Squall, Street streetside.
4: So this transition looks very good to me because it's a smooth transition mm-hmm. directly from gameplay to the cutscene, which is kind of just flexing, like, I guess, how they were able to develop this late in the PS1 lifespan.
1: Mm -hmm. I've called out some engine flaws in this game before, but that is an incredibly smooth thing they seem to be very proud of, is we can just move background into FMV if you hit the right trigger. When you do it right, it's good. If you, say, start retreating halfway down this scene, just because you think, Mm -hmm. oh crap, did I forget something? Uh, It really really breaks the effect.
3: (laughs) Oh god. Yeah, It's like no, the, doing yeah. the
1: heavy rain, you know, hold the context action, just keep accidentally jerking him off because you're letting go of the X key. Yeah, it's that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can see that? Oh, yeah, man. like
0: something about, I forget the name of the system that the PS1 uses to draw 3D, but the way that it ends up working a lot in this game, when they have the 3D models on top of the FMV, they shake around a lot. And you can see it in this shot, but like it gets really, really obvious in a later shot uh in this episode where it's like it's like it's mostly when the camera is moving and the characters are supposed to be there. They kinda like shimmy a lot. And I think that mm-hmm. that's a that's a limitation yeah, of the hardware.
1: I love
4: it
0: because Polygon it has warping. bad
1: fifties uh green screen effect vibes. Like you're just watching a cheap sci-fi flick. Yes. Uh,
4: yes.
2: Uh-huh. There should be more giant bug enemies in this game. Sorry, just thinking of 50s sci-fi.
1: Thanks, you just reminded me of the incredibly cursed it came from the desert port that still isn't out. (laughs) Never give money to watermelon games. Deal. Oh, I
4: was just thinking I need to go play some EDF. Okay, so Squall and Irvine are standing in the crowd waiting for the parade to start. Uh, The gates finally open and dancers start dancing in the street. Tons of fireworks are going off in every direction. The crowd is cheering. Uh, at the uh, death of their president. And <laughs> the front grill of the float is a very... I mean, the float in its entirety, but especially the front grill, has a very Art Deco jukebox uh, look to it. Mm-hmm. And there is a uh, another floating ring above. On top, Edia is sitting on a throne flanked with huge torches, uh, and standing in front of her at her uh, right-hand side is Cypher waving to the crowd and absolutely loving his new position as knight
2: uh i'm sorry uh but you just reminded me of that really bizarre like old trump conspiracy theory that he or that old trump lie or story or whatever where he was like i saw muslims on rooftops in new jersey celebrating 9-11 when it oh. happened um just why he- <laughs> what <laughs> How? how do we get there? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But it was when you were like, oh yes, people celebrating the death of their leader in the streets I was like, oh god, fucking right, <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. I <laughs> remember Belambians
1: on the roofs. They were just <laughs> throwing up their <laughs> hands <laughs> and then throwing up the bullets they used to take out the president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my I was more just going to comment on, I can still never get a consistent read on the tech level of this world.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh this, God. Yeah. this
1: float, just having random floating crap above it. It's like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's part of Hideo's outfit. It's just, okay, sure. We put a, we uh-huh. put a ring light above your float for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do oh. that a lot in this game. Like all of the gardens have a ring. It serves a purpose apparently, but
2: I don't think it serves a purpose for this float. <laughs> sure, I mean maybe maybe that's the thing that is casting float on it. Uh, is mm. is this like mat? It's a magitek ring full of float magic or something.
1: You know what? I'll buy it.
2: Because, yeah, it's, you're right, the tech level, just the world just feels like it was invented 50 years ago. It's supposed to have all this history, and instead we have this very confused, like, oh, well, because of the war, like, we all know that sorceresses are evil, and mm-hmm. then we were able to utilize some of that stuff with tech, but that tech is very new, and so only the very rich have it right now. hmm yeah, it's a very confused, confused world.
4: But the rich are going to use it in the most superfluous ways possible.
1: Yeah, I'm coming out of the Trails games right now since uh, the Crossbell ones just started releasing. It's like, oh yeah, this is the arc where we start discussing the country who made the internet and how that changes the world. <laughs> After the one where we have all the airships and the one that mm-hmm. has all the German-style military... to all this kind of revolution, but that's part of the plot. And then over here, I just look, it's like, okay, here's the rings, here's the gun factory, here's the printing presses and the entire industry <laughs> about it. And also, sometimes there's just airships for no reason, and they come in seven <laughs> different designs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It throws me when I'm used to a game going, no, no, this, there's a reason. We We actually did something, Professor Epstein, and oh, wait, I've just said that out loud on a mic again.
0: <laughs> i think you're doing it on purpose at this point yes for real <laughs> yeah. cool.
4: so squall and irvine uh run through the crowd and head towards the now open gate uh, coincidentally it's uh where they need to go anyway for the na- mission after the float passes along with uh dancers in tow doing some very uh thriller like moves like some of them uh, are sp- literally
0: the moves from the thriller video
4: <laughs> oh people
0: yeah. have like done comparisons it's great but they also look
4: absolutely inhuman when,
0: while they're dancing. Their animation oh, yeah. is very unworldly. And they're, like, yeah. they're very clown-like, in a, or jester-like in a way that's also pretty unnerving as well.
3: Did
1: I ever tell you about the guy who was convinced you could do the thriller dance to any music?
0: I, yes, I think you've still <laughs> okay, <laughs> mentioned this Okay, I thought before. I had I mentioned that one when around. Yeah, I mean, wasn't this one where you broke him by like giving <laughs> giving him music to try it? Yeah,
1: do? I played <laughs> prog rock for him for the first time.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Uh.
4: Okay, so after the float passes, squall and Irvine uh, sneak past and climb up those same boxes and up the same roofs uh, that Renoa struggled through earlier, and on top of that building. You can, uh, you can take a little side trip to see uh, President Dayling's body uh, just chilling in this corner. And once inside the building proper, uh, we start a little mini boss fight.
1: It's a waste that we don't, like, pat that guy down for his pockets or any keys.
0: Mm. <laughs> oh, or, yeah, like, this, just have a no comment. On the president. Like, I would imagine Squall would have a thought about this, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: something.
3: Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, like, we- hmm, I guess Timber's independence will be... <laughs> Very easy to get now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was a president here. He's gone now.
3: Just starts hanging
1: a mission complete banner on a float.
0: <laughs> ah, there you go.
4: draping it across his dead body.
0: You know, at, at no point does Renoa go like, oh yeah, that guy's dead. That's good for us, actually. <laughs> Put a
1: mayor's sash on him that's mission complete. There, take a photo of
0: him. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just with the, with the V- simple up (laughs) uh so this fight is with two enemies called the well i'm gonna call them the iguians i yeah Yeah. they look like iguanas (laughs) with Mm pants and they they i love that they solve the question
2: of how would a dog wear pants yes (laughs) if an iguana wore pants if 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 a killer iguana gargoyle wore pants Uh yeah yeah they they wear them around
0: their waist like you should Mm -hmm. uh This fight has one nasty trick, which you might guess because of, uh, you know, they used to be statues, but uh, both of these uh, enemies can cause the break status, which is you get turned into stone. And this is especially dangerous because you only have two characters and there's two of them. So, you know, if you're not careful, uh, you can get uh, stoned pretty hard. Although the nice thing is when you do get break status, I think there's a 10 second timer before... Like, it actually procs, so you have some time to react. But uh, if you do have time to react, or if you, you know, don't have it already, you can draw Asuna from them to cure the status. But if uh, both Squall and Irvine get stoned, they become way too high to keep fighting, and it's game over. <laughs> and uh, you have to climb all the boxes again.
3: Nah.
2: For some reason, the boxes were harder for me to climb with Squall and Irvine than with Renoa. No idea why, I just could not hit the trigger points uh, on the yeah. boxes as well. It was mm-hmm. baffling. Mm.
1: It's because she's not being watched by anyone, so she's not as self-conscious about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> look they're at both me. trying Don't not look to at do me. accidental
0: panty shots or something in those uniforms. <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. So, big pro tip you want to draw the Guardian Force Carbuncle from them. And uh, it's a very useful one to have. Their uh, summon move is called Ruby Light, which casts Reflect on the entire party. Since you're about to fight a sorceress who's going to use some magic, this will come in handy. And Carbuncle is also the second GF you can get that has the ability times three and status junction skills. So, you know, if you miss Siren, now you have status junctions. If you have Siren, you have two characters that can have status junctions, and with Diablos, you have two characters that can have three equipable skills on them, which is like a pretty big deal. You know, you only get like four max uh, when you get like end game GF, so like ability times three is pretty handy early on. Uh, they also can teach the uh, skills like the counter battle command and auto reflect, but yeah, these enemies are not. Stupid dangerous. And like, if you want, like, if you come in here with like shotgun ammo and, you know, Irvine and low health, you can just like mow them down.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: No, it doesn't, it doesn't take much at all to bring them down. And even, even their,
4: uh, stone ability, they don't toss it out like crazy. Yeah. It's not a huge threat, but getting carbuncle from them is amazing.
0: Yeah. I think the main thing is like, if you're playing with battle speed on high, like I am. Uh, They can, like, attack pretty regularly, and it'll add up if you're, you know, yeah. futzing around.
4: True. I mean, even if you get into a rough spot, you can also, they also have the ability of Suno that you can draw from them, making yeah. kind of a recovery a lot more feasible.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that they do that pretty consistently through the game. There's no place where there's, like, a gotcha mechanic where there isn't a mm-hmm. failsafe of some mm-hmm. sort. Unless you like walked in without draw and you didn't have that magic or items to, you know, cure it. Then well at that point, like you've had three options that you could have picked. I don't think you could not have one of those three in your battle command. So there's a way around it. So it's not that bad.
1: There are definitely sickos who do no magic runs of this game, aren't there?
0: Uh, Oh, absolutely. I've heard of somebody who did an items only run. Mm -hmm. that's possible Mm -hmm. because you have items that cast magic right so (laughs) you can go through the whole game it's stupid tedious but you can go just throwing items at people (laughs) Sybil's eyes are like bugged out right now
2: (laughs) yeah it just that it seems like the opposite of fun but what do I know
0: it's more like proving you can do it than you should (laughs) Right, you know, that's like Final God. Fantasy One runs with like white mage only. Like what okay, single but white that's,
1: mage? That's an interesting logistical challenge because then it turns it into a puzzle game.
2: Hmm. I mean, there are puzzle aspects to items only, but it's 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 mostly playing a lot time wasting. Yeah, with, with a little. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly.
4: Oh,
1: okay. So that's for that's for sickos who enjoy that game. Got it. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Because that's how. Because you, you get the, the the card refined into item, and then you can basically just make any item you want. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh wait, Um we have that skill now, don't we?
2: We do. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'm gonna be so broken next time I boot up the
2: game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh- also, just program note, why do we keep giving the sections of the game where we have to talk about Renoa to Sybil, uh where she can say Renoir again? <laughs> that that is unintentional.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, maybe next time I'll just break the order whenever that happens. Just <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be that guy. Just redact
4: Renoa's name every time it comes up. I'll just call her the princess. <laughs> She's the princess.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs>
4: Ms.
1: K- having K-Lay. seen blood, Renoir is back to normal now and clings to Squall <laughs> because she was really scared. Really, really scared. But Squall just goes, aren't you used to combat? You're a rebel. And Renoir's like, "I, I couldn't. Not by myself. Squall keeps his mouth shut, but thinks she is absolutely not ready for any of this and kind of wonders how the hell she became the leader. But he tries to, you know, regain composure. All right, let's get back to the... Nope, she's going to grab him again. And he says, look, all right, I'm going to keep you safe. You still have an order in play, but come on, come on. (laughs) That's what everything about his body language is saying.
2: Mhm. Yeah, for real. And honestly, this scene was effectively uncomfortable. I was like like, you know, regardless of your thoughts on Renoa, she clearly witnessed a pretty fucked up thing and like basically anybody except for mm-hmm. a soldier ass soldier would be scared and so him being the unempathetic soldier here like i really felt for Renoa. Mm-hmm. i was really surprised i was like hey ps1 game you're making me feel icky interesting <laughs> like they really sell her like
0: like that she's terrified like she's shaking in some of the animations mm-hmm. and like the way she like grabs his arm again like it does feel like very desperate and like They don't have her talk a lot either. Like, she definitely seems like she's too scared to talk, Mm -hmm. which makes, you know, walking into the next scene a little weird because she kind of gets over it. She's just kind of there for the rest or, you know, normal Renoa. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, in this one moment, it's like pretty strong. And yeah, Squall has like no time for the shit. (laughs)
1: If I thought this game's writing were a little stronger, because I still think it's pulling things out of its ass semi-regularly, I would probably give them credit for how we're doing the Renoir bit right now, but it's... I don't. I think it's just a little sloppy. Maybe I'll be convinced otherwise by
2: disc two. Mm, Okay, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, disc one is often considered like the most story coherent and effective uh, disc, and and so I I what? I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's going to prove out to be true. I have faith that discs two and three are better than my memory. Uh, but if yeah, I I, I will be interested yeah. to hear your continued thoughts because I think. Where I think this is surprisingly powerful is just that, like, my memory has written off (laughs) this game's story as, like, a failure on all counts. So whenever (laughs) something does affect me, I'm like, oh, hey, this, hey, this is pretty good. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah,
0: Honestly, like, my thing is it fails in the broad strokes, and the smaller moments Mm -hmm. are where its strength is. And so like it's little like slices like this where you go oh you know what that's pretty good like the, uh, you know we're gonna just talk about the next scene in the next scene like renoa's animations in that are really good but it's just like well the plot just goes in a direction (laughs) and then just keeps (laughs) going i think my
1: problem is that the small scenes do work but the small scenes all feel like they're from something entirely different. It's mm. like we made a fruit salad, except half of the fruits in it are leeks, and another part <laughs> of them <laughs> are just raw potatoes, and also for some yeah. reason there's steak there.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a pretty fucking good fair. salad, actually. <laughs> that sounds well, well, like except a for the other pie. parts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god,
0: but like a raw shepherd's pie. <laughs> 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 Excuse me, that's a that, that is a uh, what is it? A cowherd's pie. <laughs> Shepherd's pies with yeah. lamb. <laughs> I um, know
1: Britain is fucked up right saying. now, but I think they can still cook.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, but can they? <laughs> yeah, they have
1: boiling water. That's true. By the time this comes out, they might actually be more fucked.
2: Well, also, by the time this comes out, uh, also, the Great British Bake Off uh, Mexico episode came out, proving that the Brits cannot cook without being extremely racist.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I knew that. They're
4: Brits. <laughs> I've
2: done that a few yeah.
4: times already.
1: God, not- I want <sighs> you to find me a single thing the British can do without being racist, casually or otherwise. <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's a tall, tall ask. <laughs>
1: The British could somehow make vanilla porno racist.
4: <laughs> oh boy!
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't looked into the Mexican food thing, but I've heard the talk about it. So I'm curious. I kind of want to see it now. <laughs> it's brutal. It's it's
2: brutal.
0: <laughs> it.
1: I. If you seethe inside every time I say renois, it's that to
2: twelve. No, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be fantastic. <laughs> uh it's yeah it it it's a it's an anti recommendation which for this crowd is a recommendation
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah i've I've never watched any bits of that show before, so this is gonna be the one thing I'll be like, oh, I showed the saw that show once it was terrible, like <laughs> mm-hmm. they just assume the within, rest of the show is like that, and just play that as a bit for the rest of my life.
1: I live within walking distance of the Mexican border, and I've never heard Pico de Gallo pronounced so many different ways,
2: <laughs> oh my God, or, oh no like in, yeah or guacamole is also just butchered in many ways God.
0: I, can't, I can't wait to inflict this on my wife this will be great
1: <laughs> you should just clip little bits of it because it comes in one burst. just slip those in over
0: every reen why say there we go <laughs> no you can just change what you call her every time
1: <laughs> no 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 no. i'm not doing a bit i
0: swear this is my no i know i believe belief. you
2: I believe uh-huh. you. It's just a wrong belief, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> we're all we're all allowed to have one bad opinion as a treat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Speaking of bad opinions, let's talk about Irvine. Yeah! <laughs> Everyone decides to get back to the mission and this means they go up through a hatch to get to a carnival night zone tower that will give them a sniper spot. Squall, being competent, decides the best move is to take the rifle and give it to Irvine who then goes silent and walks into a corner. At this point, squall continues his inner narration and squall is i'm finding myself empathizing with squall a lot in this mission mm-hmm. as he tells mm. himself oh irvine might not have been pulling things out of his ass when he talked about the loneliness of the sharpshooter mm-hmm. well thank god we're gonna leave him alone in a tower with a gun that's never gone wrong before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's his fucking job <laughs> we are kind of in the evil Las Vegas of, uh, fuck, um, of Final I can't. The Gaia? Finish. I don't know what um, this is called, technically.
1: This is definitely the Eggman land of the continent so far, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: I, I like mm-hmm. the touch that the music dies down when you enter this area. So, like, for this scene, you still hear the background music, but it's muffled as if it were, like, for, you know, diegetic for the uh the event outside. Yeah, I did like that effect going in.
4: Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. the music Crowd down is. real low a lot. <laughs> I think you're missing out. Yeah.
2: I I, yeah, I like this music.
4: It's very strong for the series.
1: I'll I'll turn it back up in two, but I I got up to maybe our third or fourth recording and was just like I I don't like the pop music style stuff we're using mm-hmm. in big cutscenes. I'm not really digging mm-hmm. the casual This game score is not doing it for me.
0: That's the, too bad. There there are bits and pieces where I feel like some like the Delling City song is kind of annoying. Like the little mm-hmm. like harpsichord
2: like riff. Yeah, it's like, yeah. The harpsichord patch in general is rough. The only one I think it works for is Adea's theme. And when Adea's theme first starts, I'm like, ugh. And then when it keeps going, I'm like, all right, I'm into it again. But yeah, no. Uematsu, I don't think, had discovered Red Book audio Mm -hmm. still. He still loved using his old-ass MIDI patches. And so, yeah, yeah, some of this is... Some of this is brutal. Yeah, yeah. I
1: do also have to say, uh, "Man with the Machine Gun," a standout track, but also so different from everything on this soundtrack, which I think is yeah, why it works yeah. for me.
0: There's a lot of variety. Like, I think the breadth is like surprising when you go like, if you were to like hit random on the OST and you go like, "This is the same game." <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. And the overworld theme is still one of my favorites in the yeah. whole series. I know it's a it's an acquired taste, but I love that overworld theme so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. played
1: Theatrhythm. I wasn't won over by any of the other tracks like the overworld one. Also, uh, just because I was not on that episode and I've now heard it. Yes, Man with a Machine Gun is in Theatrhythm.
3: Mm. Okay.
0: okay. Like, it better be. Like <laughs> I feel like the fans would like, have said something. <laughs> yeah, by the time it got For to sure.
1: about four to five hundred songs yeah. after dlc it turns out
0: <laughs> like how many versions of battle on the big bridge are there
4: <laughs> Only oh my one. god
2: so oh really uh, in the game yes there are more
4: okay. i was gonna say there are more versions
2: really, of battle on a big bridge in final fantasy 14 yeah
1: uh 14 i don't think is represented in the last console theatrhythm at all let's see what the mm. arcade port and that upcoming release has yeah, it's yeah. still
0: funny to me that they recorded a new version of that just for the Gilgamesh DLC for Final
2: Fantasy XIII 2. <laughs> and it's a good version of it, too. Yeah, that song endures. Yeah. Jeez.
1: I mean, that's the closest that Final Fantasy comes to some of the absolute bullshit a certain disgraced corpse from Dragon Quest mm. did with the music industry. Is they will re-record things. Just slightly differently Uh for a couple extra royalties. See also, Dungeon Hero X's theme has one different instrument, so it's not explicitly "Man with the machine gun.
3: Fuck. Uh,
0: Great. mm -hmm. Look, you know what? Artists gotta get paid somehow. Uh, Not like this. (laughs)
3: this.
1: (laughs) Imagine if you go to see uematsu touring with the black mages or something and then you're like oh yeah oh yeah he's playing man with the machine gun and then you suddenly realize wait these drums this is just dungeon hero x's theme you hack (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) well yeah no imagine like that would be such such a fucking hilarious move to like do a final fantasy music concert and do all five versions of battle on the big bridge one after another
0: they do make it a medley. Like,
3: so
0: <laughs> no, no, no. The best part. No, no. The best part of though would be the it, when they do the lightning returns one, the one man band with the kazoo. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which is my favorite. That's my favorite version of that song. Yeah, no, I'm saying
2: don't make it a medley explicitly. Uh, Have like each version be all 11 minutes or whatever the fuck. And just as like a as like a Steve Reich style uh, own, you know,
0: (laughs) why don't you just do all five of them simultaneously?
2: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, (laughs) fuck it.
1: Now you're just talking Pink Floyd two territory
2: and we don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So back in the tower, we I mean, we haven't the scene hasn't moved away from the tower just we have with our yeah. bullshit but um <laughs> squall tells Renoa that he saw cypher with the sorceress Renoa asks what does it mean and squall just says who knows and gives a very sarcastic hand wave it's like the goofiest animation
0: and it's the only time you see it in the entire game but it's just it's just like we kind of limp-wristed like
2: who knows <laughs> like it's so bizarre <laughs> It's also we all we all know what it means. He either has hitched his wagon to the sorceress, or he is brainwashed. Either way, we're gonna fuck him up. That's it.
0: Like I, I don't think Squall cares is the thing.
2: Like his who knows is right. like
0: no. I, I don't care. Like he doesn't matter for sure. <laughs> Do you see for sure. my
1: forehead? This guy Voldemorted
0: me. Fuck it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Squall then says, "I may end up killing Cipher," and Renoa takes a moment and then responds. You're both prepared for that, right? You've had a lot of emotional training. I guess that's the world you live in. I wish that wouldn't have to happen. Um, uh, <laughs> what? A, no, they haven't had emotional training. They're still teen ass teens. Mm-hmm. Like okay. no, they have not. No. And then and then Squall says well if Irvine does its fucking job then maybe it won't have to come to that.
1: <laughs> I, I was going to ask what the emotional training at a garden looked like and how much of it Quistus had fucked up. <laughs> oh god. god.
2: Yeah, so much.
1: So much. But there's a counselor character on the comedy show from Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, McGlemo, and it is <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins playing a bird alien who is constantly making food metaphors about everything, and everyone comments that this is the worst counselor in the fleet. And mm-hmm. that is basically what I imagine Quist is trying to do emotional training is. <laughs> yeah. Halfway through every lesson, she's just thinking about how much she wants to get a panini.
2: Yeah. It's it's all well, it's also you can also think of it as like uh, you know, what if Hannibal Lecter was your therapist kind of kind of deal. <laughs> um, she's going to push you into some dark places, but instead of, like, for manipulative purposes, it's just because she's a mess. Mm-hmm.
1: Squall, I'm going to need you to just press those feelings down underneath the heat of the world's expectations on you and let them melt sort of like three cheeses beneath all of the sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make a stronger whole together, Squall.
2: <laughs> where, Where is this, like... Quistus loves Panini's headcanon coming from.
0: <laughs> I haven't eaten anything I Panini. <laughs> uh, big mood.
2: <laughs> uh, Squall heads on over to to check on Irvine and realizes that Irvine is actually completely freaking out. He tries to talk some sense into the kid, but Irvine is in full panic mode saying that he always crumbles under the pressure. Squall's like, Ugh, "God damn it. What why did, why am I being sent with all these, like, emotional losers? Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, why can't people just, like, bottle it up like me?
1: Uh, similar question to the last one. Is only one garden good at training soldiers? Because every non-Balum <laughs> graduate we've seen is a mess. And in ten minutes, we're going to see they failed Cypher for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Well, like... I imagine a lot of the Galbadia Garden people uh, are pretty effective, but we don't know how many seeds they have, I guess. But, like, yeah, Irvine, total fuck up. But the fact that the Galbadia Garden, like, when they graduate, they just go directly into Galbadia's front lines, and Galbadia has been winning these wars of expansion. Like, so, there's somebody competent in there. They're just—none of them are player mm. characters. Okay, <laughs> so they're
1: good at training soldiers but not seeds. Mm. Got it.
2: Seemingly, yeah. You know, it's
0: funny because we don't really see much of what I mean. Like, you would think that the seeds coming out of Galbadia Garden would not just be rank and file soldiers, right? That they would be like, I don't know, the Marines or something, like, or some some elite like strike force. But you never see mm-hmm. like Sam Fisher, I mean, Splinter Cells. It's yeah, like the ROTC. Kind
4: of they end up as like a petty officer somewhere,
0: or yeah, like they go they go <laughs> into the officer corps, but like that's not really signaled at all here like i mean other than just saying they go into the army okay so i guess we've murdered a lot of them.
2: <laughs> it's almost as though uh the world building in this game is swiss
3: cheese <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of you can actually
1: take that swiss cheese and put it down on the grill and- <laughs> 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 that's a
3: sandwich
4: perhaps what would you pair that swiss with Sybil?
1: Oh, absolutely some apple slices for contrast.
0: Mm, (laughs) Maybe a little apple butter just to add a little bit of spice. Mm, No, no, I would like a curd. Just do a little Mm. bit of a curd Mm. there. Okay. Then it can Mm -hmm. melt together too. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, I'm hungry. All right. All right, the sewers consist of a uh, series of paths on two sides of running water with uh, water wheels at uh, certain junctures. Uh, and these water wheels aren't completely obvious to the player that you, you can climb up them uh, in a very mm-hmm. particular spot again. And down them. Yeah. So once you realize that you can ride these wheels to either go up or down a level, depending on which direction the wheel is spinning, there are uh, draw points and a couple items that you can just scour the sewers to find uh, while making your way to the uh, gatehouse.
1: Oh, a word? A sewer section was half-assed by
2: designers? Uh (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. This this is, like, it's nice, I guess, in theory, that they give you the chance to explore some of it with uh, Laguna and crew beforehand, but, like, it is so samey that I never felt lost, but I also felt like I was just, like, missing a ton of diverticula. It's like, um... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There's a draw point here, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm 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 at the end. Everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. Z- right. Yeah, and there
4: are certain paths that look like the paths that you're walking on, but there is no physical way to get on them. So it does feel like you're missing out on
0: something. Well, the thing mm-hmm. that sucks the most about it is that there are like some of the gates because there's a lot of like wrought iron gates on mm-hmm. like the edges of the screen. Some of them have doors that open, and some of them don't and you have no way to tell. I mean, the only way... I guess if you're, like, scouring everything, you can tell where you've been by which sides are open after you've been there. But, like, there are definitely a lot of places of, like, shh, you know, do I bump against this wall? Press X, nothing happens. All right, I guess I'll go down to the next one. <laughs> and so, like, if you're trying mm-hmm. to be thorough, it's really lame. And, of course, there's battles all throughout this, unless you have, uh, you know, Encounter None on. And, uh, yeah, those wheels can be a little finicky to get the points on. And you have to, like, recognize that, oh, this one's going up, I can ride this one up, which means on the opposite side, I can ride it down. So, like, really, you're just going up and down more or less, like, the same path, but you're, like, riding the wheels in one direction up and down the other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, like, my second least favorite place in the entire game. Because it feels like forever, even though it's not really that long.
4: Yeah, but it does the encounters in the sewers themselves really slow it down because every yeah, couple steps you're having like two to three creeps roll up on your crew and they are, they're not a huge threat, but they're tanky as hell.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. I, it's funny that, in the middle of this, like, climax to the disc, and where there's all of these moving parts, and it's, like, escalating to high drama, uh, that's where they stick their sewer level. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a real pacing killer, even though it's, yeah, not that, not that big.
0: Like, it could have been worse. They could have put a boss fight here.
3: Oh,
2: <gasps> uh,
0: yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't end up fighting with these characters in this section of the game at all. Like, throughout mm-hmm. the mission. you think they would, but nope. So, Matt, you said there's one area worse than this?
3: <laughs> it's
0: next episode,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, oh, and B, be...
0: this is uh-huh. still not the
1: worst Squaresoft sewer level on the PlayStation because Xenogears exists. Oh my god.
2: Yeah? Uh. Yeah?
1: You thought about the Xenogears sewer section.
2: Fuck. Uh, that... that game... Mm-hmm for as much affection as i have for that game some of the actual play sequences are war crimes
1: oh mm. that entire city also that entire city
2: mm-hmm. also like blanca the sewer serial killer just yep incredible shit incredible shit takahashi what the hell what <laughs> you'll
1: find out someday uh, that's
2: yeah that <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm. I'm not going to provide more context. I'm just going to say Blanca, the sewer serial killer. So, so Wait, um, they brought in Street Fighter and into Brazil uh-huh. Yes, 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 yeah. and yes, yes to both of you. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ! Don't worry, it's just part of the tournament arc. <laughs> 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 if that is actually true, that is that's incredible. not a joke. There's None an actual score. of us yeah, are joking. Both, we're being serious. Wow. Wow, wow, right. is please tell please tell me M. Bison's there too. Um neither of you said
1: anything. <laughs> We're trying to think of what to say to that. <laughs> uh the dolls are there, if that makes you feel better.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay.
4: So what once we make it to the end of this uh this uh sewer level. They do make it to the gatehouse, of course, always just in time to hit the button uh, and allow the gate to
0: drop. So, the clock hits twenty hours, uh, which you know we're using military time here, and the tower rises up, and all the lights go on, and Squall has to cajole like Irvine to shoot, and, and like Irvine's like pushing back, and he's like, "Look, like it's just too heavy, man. Like I'm going to change the." I'm going to change history. Like my name's going to go down, you know, in the, in the record books that, you know, I'm going to change the world. And like squalls, like just shut the fuck up and shoot a goddamn gun. (laughs) But then he takes a different tact. He says like, okay, look, you know what? How about you just take your shot and that'll be our signal to go in and attack because that was the plan. If you missed or something else happened anyway. So, you know, don't don't put that much pressure on yourself. Uh, just see what happens and uh, we'll we'll go from there. And so he takes the shot and the, this camera pan going to Irvine, taking that shot is where like the shakiness is like the worst <laughs> or like at least the most obvious. So he takes the shot and Adea blocks it. And the funny thing about this scene is that like for a long time, I thought that there was like a continuity error because of the way Adia is facing and like the the float is facing where the bullets coming from. But she no she she gets up and she turns around and she looks back towards the tower. Like she kind of the, the thing is the gates have come down so early and then Irvine mm-hmm. stalled for so long. that she had plenty of time to gather herself and figure out. Hey, if someone's gonna shoot me, it's probably from over there in that tower. But at any rate, Irvine is disappointed but also a bit relieved uh and squall like kind of gives him the like hey you did a good job you know your aim was perfect uh now it's my turn
2: yeah um just briefly before we go into squall i really thought my memory for this longest time is that irvine actually choked and missed the shot that it it wasn't until Mm. this replay where i was like wait he made the shot. It's just that Adea was yeah. prepared for it. He's not as much of a total failure as I remember. Mm. You know, it's still, small though, <laughs> a very small difference. It, it is, <laughs> but like, you know, it, maybe she would have been prepared for it had he been able to make the shot on time too. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. I mean, the question is did they really need to close the gate for a, you know, a sharpshooter to get a clean shot at somebody? Sure. And like not yeah. give up the element of surprise. I mean, but whatever. It's a game they wanted to do two teams. And it so
2: turns out they did be- what they did <laughs> because he fucked up. And uh, yeah. so now uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Squall's got to do shit himself.
0: Yeah. You know what? Like, I want to sort of remember this scene and come back to it in like three or four episodes. Because there's something I thought like, Ryan, you probably would agree with me on this. I would think that Irvine would have said something different given the target. And having that be something that makes him nervous to take the shot.
3: Well. What? Well.
2: Okay. Yeah. Let's put it. A, is as bomb or something? As, as, okay, cool. As, you were... as, as, Sybil, yeah. as Sybil used to say during the Xenosaga series, put a pin in that. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: but anyway. So Squall's like, all right, fuck it. Time to attack the sorceress. So he leaps down from the tower pulls out his gun blade and like he like leaps down onto a guard's riot shield In a at <laughs> a like at this point it's got into cg and it, i think that that's a pretty sick moment mm-hmm. and then he like jumps into a roadster and just drives it up and slams it into the gate and the funny thing is that car has a name <laughs> <laughs> they bothered to call the name like it's called the tempest that's the name of that vehicle i don't know why they that's just a factoid that apparently exists <laughs> foreshadowing because squall driving the tempest that makes uh, sense oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: also god. like foreshadowing for final fantasy 15's road trip
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, it is uh yeah similar vibes. Vibe uh, but pushing the car humming stand by me <laughs> god he would <laughs> uh so he starts climbing up the back of the float and uh you know we see ciphers there he's crouching and he's like got this big sheeting grin on his face he's like fuck yeah some action this is gonna be great
2: smile in theaters september 30th (laughs) (laughs) uh but when
0: squall climbs onto the top of the float Cypher addresses him with a self-satisfied, like, well, this is how it turned out. And Squall just tells him, like, oh, so you're the source's boy toy? Talk- I mean, lapdog now? <laughs> and Cypher stands up dramatically and says, I prefer to be called her knight. This has always been my dream. And we start a boss battle.
1: What the fuck is up with FF8's world and older women taking jailbait lads as weapon-wielding eye candy?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> maybe, maybe.
0: maybe. <laughs> Maybe this is just a just a kink for um, Nomura. Yeah, Quistis, Idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna have another one.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Look, when, when you think about um, what is it, Cindy Highwind? Not Cindy Highwind, F- Aranea Highwind from 15. Similar vibes. Hmm. Like you know,
2: it seems like Nomura likes his mommies. Oh, for sure. But then, but then, like his ultimate. His ultimate like manifestation of everything that he's into in women in the Final Fantasy fourteen raid that he designed is uh not mommy and it makes it kind of creepy. Oh no. Because is it a thousand-year-old dragon thing? No, she's no, she's just literally a t- well, yeah. Uh she's literally a teenager, <laughs> but also a thousand-year-old dragon, yes.
0: Of course. She's, when you think like what is the opposite of, what is the opposite of a mommy?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I thought it was just a daddy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I guess I. Uh,
0: that no, you're yeah, no, also true. I think it's different axes, different axes of opposite.
1: Mostly, I was just trying to think. I can think of games where you have maybe one person who's got an eye candy sidekick, like uh, the sort of sexy summoner in Ten, whose name I can never remember, who's got the hunk posse with her. But Lulu. There's only one. There's only one in other games, and we're up to two and counting on disc one. Yeah,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: <laughs> And none of you were telling me, yeah, no,
2: this is it. So, I'm expecting more. <laughs> We've definitely not reached the end of mommies. Okay.
0: <laughs> the, the, the mommies of Final Fantasy VIII's future and the mommies of Final Fantasy VIII's past are coming. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm already aware about the past part, because I figured that out, so... Uh
0: Uh
1: (sighs) But this is a first form on a final disc fight, and it is a solo battle between Squall and Cypher. Cypher will wax Squall with his gunblade and cast Fira. Sorry, (laughs) Fira. If he is Mm -hmm. under level 19, you can't actually draw Fira from him, because, you know... He can't get it up before 19, apparently. <laughs> but he does have the spell life if you need to draw that. It's worth getting a few. <laughs> Did you spend what? No, I just look at Ryan's. Reaction. I
3: just <laughs> it was in the notes.
2: It was in the notes and then I rem- and then I still didn't expect someone to actually read it. That's all. I, I just <laughs> I wrote it! I, uh, it wasn't me. Uh, okay, okay. See, you were okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense now. mm hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Here's
1: the thing. Everyone thinks I write these notes just to screw with y'all. No, I write them to remind myself.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have such shite. We have such sights to show me. <laughs> no such, such shite, 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 shite to, to show you. Show you. you yeah,
4: first time.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend enough time grinding AP to get mug off Diablo's? Great. Steal a hero, which is a pretty nice item that gives you a few turns of invulnerability. Turns out. Real handy to have, especially mm-hmm. this early in the game. Uh, thankfully, since this is a one-on-one fight, and since they already know they have a different climax in mind for this disc, Cipher has no health, so you basically uh, stick a gunblade in him about three times, he falls over, and then squall, you know puts a boot on our boy and goes, "Really? After all this, you still suck?" <laughs> and Adea suddenly decides to enter the fight going, "A seed!" Planted in a run-down garden. And we flip over to phase two.
2: Oh my god, if that was Adea's actual voice, it would be so <laughs> fucking sick. <Yeah. laughs> I'd be so into it.
1: Look, I'm just writing every sorceress in this game off as a hammy fucking witch.
0: So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it turns
1: out, in my head, Edea cackles. <laughs> Great. So, I mean, look...
0: <laughs> Look, with all the hocus pocus uh, discourse going on mm-hmm. right now, <laughs> it seems pretty apropos. You want to
1: ask a trans woman her thoughts on hocus pocus right now? You want to? <laughs> you want to open that can of worms?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. It's October. It's spooky season. Uh huh.
1: Oh, you want you want to hear some fucking mommy talk? Yeah, I'll I'll tell you some shit.
2: Okay. <laughs> so uh as the second boss fight begins Renoa and irvine join squall she can physically hit the party with a move called astral punch but the real threat is that she can cast third teal third tier elemental spells Firaga, blizzaga and thundaga
0: <laughs> oh is, whoops i said I read it twice it's, it's chill good catch
2: this is weird. no it's the opposite of chill it's fire <laughs> <laughs> boo <laughs> um this is where carbuncle becomes very useful uh if you summon carbuncle Idea take turns casting dispel to remove the reflect buff which buys you time to pummel her you can also draw dispel from her which is extremely useful
0: did we mention that this is the first game in the series to use the like ah and ga suffixes for magic levels because that's oh, oh. That the
2: case yeah um well <gasps> yeah in in like in the translation at the very least because they localization oh, okay. yeah in the localization yeah yeah
0: in in english yeah because mm-hmm. like obviously final fantasy six VI and seven i think it was just like fire one fire two yep. right? fire one fire yeah. two fire yeah. three
2: mm-hmm. yeah which yeah. i i kind of like yeah okay i get it but also i missed one two and three for some reason it fills me with nostalgia um uh so she uh is significantly sturdier than cypher but as long as you keep her busy uh dispelling or if you're so buff with junctions that the 300 hp hits of magic are not that threatening uh she will go down Uh, yeah i am i am not leveled enough where she is not a threat uh so i Mm -hmm. i am carbuncling the shit out of this fight uh Mm -hmm. so you also don't my squall has 5000 hp
3: oh my goodness (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it gets real like you get astral punched for like 12 damage.
2: (laughs) it's so silly uh so you don't actually have to win this fight if you're defeated the same cutscene plays but you just miss out on 20 ap
1: is this the first optional victory fight we've had on the cast
2: uh i it well I, i don't think so
1: i can't think of one in any other games we've covered Oh, we definitely lost a Caius at some point.
2: But was that a mandatory loss fight, or was that an optional oh, yeah. one? Yeah, that's
1: what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I think this is the first time we've had one where you can win but don't have to. Mm-hmm.
0: I think there was one, but it was like one of those like first fight in the game, and if you win, you it's not it's totally not worth it. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm trying to remember which game it was. I want to say there was probably maybe in the Zito saga, but maybe I'm making that up. I don't think there are any of those yeah. in Xenosaga. I think you're right. Think mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, that's interesting, because that is a thing that used to happen a lot. I think it still happens at times.
1: Yeah. Uh, Depends on series. It's kind of a design yeah. ethos
0: thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The Trail series is lousy with those. Who boy, is it. God, I, I remember when I played Dragon Quest V, which is the only Dragon Quest I've ever played. I remember going to that first Good. fight that, like, you're supposed to lose and just burning all my really like high level items, trying to survive, not knowing <laughs> I was supposed to lose. And then being very mad when it was like, you were supposed to lose the entire time. Like, fuck, I guess I'll just reset and do this again. <laughs> yeah. like, like it wasn't as signaled as you would hope. Cause sometimes you get like, you'll just win the battle. Like, and you'll just obviously not kill the guy. Cause that's the end boss. Right. right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Well, it took us nine seasons, but we finally had one of these. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: So, either way, this battle ends, a uh, cutscene will take over, and Adea is tired of the fight and casts a, uh, a small dot of blue magic from her finger, which expands into a bunch of uh, giant icicle spheres. And she launches them towards the party, and of course, our uh, main character Squall is pierced straight through the chest uh, as Renoa screams. He falls from the float, uh, seeing Renoa reach out to him. The camera focuses in on a shot of Hidea's eye, and the scene fades to black.
0: End of disc one. Please change to disc two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for a long time, actually, until last night, I thought that that was Squall's eye at the end there, which is really stupid mm-hmm. when I actually looked at it for a second longer and went, oh, yeah, you can see reflections of flame in it. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's mm-hmm. like, that's definitely Hidea's eye. Yeah. It's also weird. It's kind of like a keyhole, like, iris to it. It's Real strange. But mm. you could also, actually, if you look really close, you could see a reflection of Irvine standing on the left side, like, in, like, the reflection of her eye, which is kind of a
2: neat detail. Mm.
4: Is, this is this where we
1: talk about the elephant in the Kingdom room? Hearts time? Uh,
2: are you talking about uh, Squall's dead? Yeah. Oh, the one of yeah. the only oh, things yeah. I knew
1: about this game with no details.
0: Um Sure, we can talk about it yeah. now. Yeah,
2: uh, it's, it's been a short episode so far. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking roll. Yeah, so
0: there was a theory. I mean, I haven't like thrown in the research on it yet because I thought we would cover it later. I haven't but, for spoiler reasons, but I know this is where people think it yeah. comes in. Yeah, so there is a theory that Squall dies in this moment or is dying after this moment. And the rest of the game is a fever dream that he is living through as his consciousness fades away. And there isn't a lot like there's no evidence for this, really. But, like, I understand the vibe. It totally makes a sense because after this, things get real weird and real random. But, like, if they were going to do that, I think there was going to be even more mindfuckery that they would play into it. I mean, it's been... Like, actually debunked by, yeah. you know, people at Square, like, directly. <laughs> like, yeah. Someone's
2: asked them, like, is that real? And they're like, no! Yeah. <laughs> How Yosh- would I do that? Yoshinori Katase had to answer this. It just yeah fucking, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: But, like, I-, I would say for people who are listening and don't know the story or are playing along, like, just, like, have that in the back of your head of, like, hey, that's a fun, like, headcanon. And try to see if that aligns with how you feel about it, because, like, I can see where that came from. I obviously did not even occur to me at all.
2: God, I want to make a reference to so many stories that end up being death dreams, but then uh, I can't because it just fundamentally (laughs) spoils those stories by naming them. Um, Uh Uh-huh. The thing that most impresses me about Squall's Dead is that the website has remained unchanged since February mm. 2010 and is still up. Um, it has not been nice. eaten by, like, uh, someone who wants to buy it and plaster a bunch of ads there or anything. It's just quietly up for uh, 12 years. Yeah. Rip Goatsy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, and Goatsy. <laughs>
2: well, except for Goatsy had to change domains a couple of times early in its life before it got CX back. It, like like – Got C- well, that's what I'm talking oh, about. The the uh,
1: CX is not back, and in right. fact it's okay. now just shilling a crypto coin. Woof.
2: Mm. God damn it. God damn it. Ugh.
1: Yep. Gross.
0: Gross. I'm glad we don't use that redirect joke that was referencing it. Yep. <laughs> well, also,
1: the <laughs> one of the new people who has purchased the domain has killed all of the lifetime emails and things that you could buy from the original guy.
2: <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it turns out I no longer have an at GoatSea.CX uh email.
2: Um Joe Rogan should it, I'm not endorsing Joe Rogan continuing to have a podcast, but because that is not up to me, he should have Squall's Dead Guy on and interview him about DMT. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh no,
0: okay, okay. This is a joke just for Ryan. I now know what I'm gonna use for the episode art for the ending credits, when you mention Goatsy and Squall is dead, and the one oh, image that gets referenced in Squall is dead. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that, 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 is a, that is a gift for the podcast in, like, three months.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. I have a
1: question related uh-huh. to this. Uh-huh. So we know that radio and broadcast waves are blocked by whatever the hell went down in the sorceress war. Does mm-hmm. that mean that this world would have podcasts as something they could just transmit?
0: Well, but yeah, uh, mm. mm. it would have to be like through the wires, right? Like the HD
2: cables. Yeah. 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 You couldn't because, uh, because you know, that antenna was deactivated for a long time. So they couldn't like broadcast shit out. So
4: we're beyond the yeah. point
0: of terrestrial radio and we, yeah. Right. I mean, bunker. I guess. I guess if there's like hyper local Wi-Fi, maybe that would work if you're like really close to a router. But we haven't seen anything like that. Well,
2: and it seems like the the Galbadia Garden Internet is actually an intranet, not an internet. Not the Galbadia, Sorry, so I mean the mean, Blam Garden. Um, I, does that
1: mean that Sid has a podcast?
2: Yeah, Sid for sure has a podcast. The only podcast. Selfie has a true crime podcast. Hell yes, yeah, she does. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cell probably has a podcast, but it's only got three episodes.
4: Oh my god, yeah.
0: <laughs> god, three is three is pushing it. I would give it one and a half.
2: Oh, can you imagine the Quisties, uh like fandom cast? No,
0: oh. that would be.
2: Awful. Harrangus.
0: It would be one that, of those. That would be uh, like, how
2: did we stalk her? Then? Well, <laughs> we went through her trash and look what we found. It would also be one of those quote unquote podcasts that's actually like a four hour Discord live stream that they just put up as an unedited podcast when it's just them hanging out without much of an agenda talking about how much they fucking love Quistus. So it's oh, a word Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The Quistus-ing>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh huh.
0: Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, we, we can't bring that evil upon this world, this game. We can't bring podcasts in. There's already evil sources is running around. We can't I was about to say this world worse. is
1: already suffused in evil. <laughs>
0: yeah, but like it would be worse. Oh no, Ryan, what if what what if the reason why all of the the, the bandwidth or all the spectrum has been covered is because there's a podcast being constantly <laughs> transmitted. <laughs> yes
1: oh jesus joe rogan and spotify have fused into the singularity
0: (laughs) yeah
2: norg rogan no no wait (laughs) joe norgan um joe norg there we go
3: (laughs) there we
0: go oh boy can't wait to meet norg
3: yep Uh,
0: wrapping it up does anyone else have closing thoughts about the end of disc one we are a quarter ish of the way through
2: uh yeah it's like uh so many individual scenes and elements this is piggybacking off what sybil said earlier in the episode so many individual scenes and elements work really well for me uh it's not cohering uh Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like i was surprised at the level of care and detail that went into certain things that i just did not remember and also uh i i really like the overall the change in tone even though we like clown about it and bullshit about it like mm-hmm. like this kind of like you know teen academy uh anime thing that that they have going on uh ends up being a nice fit for final fantasy but also uh some of the pacing is borked and mm-hmm. yeah i I, re- I really like this final series of cutscenes, though like even though some of it makes no practical sense like i I like the tone of this kind of like nightmare descending them like not being able to actually like stop the bad thing from happening like this this feels cool and good so
0: i mean would you would you say that they built up idea as a major threat uh, you
2: know no it was it was a very yeah. much like you know it was me austin uh, like surprise i'm evil, and like even though we all knew. That she was evil, she first appears out of nowhere, we only get a little bit about her, and then all of a sudden she's, like, you know, full mask off before we've even seen what the mask looks like, basically. Yeah, Yeah. But I mean, like, mechanically as well. Like, do you you think this would be stronger if she just,
0: you know, stomped on Eh. this fight? It was like a mandatory loss.
2: Mandatory losses kind of bore me, unless they're really well Mm -hmm. done, so no.
4: Okay. This seems like a tough enough fight that it kind of can build her up in a way, Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. making you feel like it's a hopeless loss. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Well,
1: related to a thing we've mentioned on, I think, every single episode thus far, should you not have drawn Carbuncle, I imagine this is probably going to be a first-time wipe for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Like oh yeah, astral punch. Pff, this is gonna be easy. Oh 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 my god, that spell. Oh yeah. great.
0: Yeah, they're they're pretty nasty at this stage of the game, and like you can get gospels spells without being too degenerate at this point, but you wouldn't just be tossing them around willy nilly. And like you probably don't have all that much healing on hand to like, unless you know, unless you know all the tricks. Yeah, I just it. It's hard for me to separate, like, I, I said at the beginning, I have played this section of the game, like, probably about ten times now, and it is definitely the last two times where I've played it as an adult, where it's like, oh yeah, here are the cracks, and here's all the places where things just kind of feel mushed together without any real cohesion, but, you know, there are strains of it that kind of do tie it together they're just not foregrounded very well yeah and like you know what like remember for like okay the rest of this game remember that irvine is a Galbadian, essentially right mm-hmm. like that will never come up again you know what i mean like there isn't like it a lot of the bits of the world aren't as sticky to the characters the characters are kind of independent of it to some degree or like, you know, they kind of float in the middle of the story and everything kind of like orbits around them I mean, in a way that sometimes is kind of frustrating.
2: I yeah, It is frustrating. It does make me feel disconnected from the world. I also think that within the fiction, it makes sense because um, like – garden students and seeds in particular are supposed to be like it's like they are the soldiers in like they're Mm -hmm. the elite soldiers in these military conflicts but they're supposed to be completely removed from them yeah because they're contract killers um and Mm -hmm. so like the presence of the gardens makes the characters disconnectedness make more in-world sense but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that it's a good choice just because there's like a reason for it doesn't mean that it's good actually yeah well i like i kind of wish like running around Galbadia, you heard about
0: irvine like people talking about him about him having a reputation Mm -hmm. like having relationships or like you know probably
2: creeping on other girls yeah exactly being a being a being a fuck boy of the worst degree
0: yeah there's there's no foreshadowing or like sense that he's part of the character so like once he joins the party he's just part of the party Mm -hmm. and i i think like, a little extra work would have gone a long way to sort of, like, grounding the characters a little bit more.
2: Yeah, well, you know, and they fully admit in the, we, I think maybe we mentioned this in episode one or two, but, like, the yeah. producers have, have fully admitted, like, yeah, we didn't spend as much time on the non squall or Noah characters. That yeah. just wasn't yeah, our yeah. focus. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, yeah. like, that could have made the game so much better if they had just yeah. not done that instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, but they do such a better job with Selfie, though. Yeah, like, true. To compare Selfie to Irvine, like even though you know they are kind of equivalent characters in terms of how they fit into the yeah. to the larger party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's uh, that's a couple episodes from now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, as the one who's first timing this and sticking with it the whole way through, I'm curious to see where we go from here. Mm-hmm. Because this is basically the last, like, the Squall's Dead theory is kind of the last thing I knew about this going in. And even then, it's just, I knew of Squall's Dead theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I the only two words I know beyond this are time compression. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder what we do with the party now. Because as you mentioned, we have characters from multiple nations here. We just caused a giant international incident. We're in enemy territory, and we just Mm -hmm. got our asses handed to us. Mm -hmm. And the only competent person in the group is currently possibly dead. Mm -hmm. So I also have to say, as much as the systems of this game are definitely not putting it in my top Final Fantasy ranking anytime soon... It's pretty smooth to play. This is a polished game. The worst thing we could say about it is, boy, that sewer section sure is bland. And I gotta give them credit. We have not had a dog shit dungeon drawing things down so far. Disc one, solid experience. Mm-hmm. But now I'm into question mark territory, and I kind of worry that. All of the things that I'm thinking about, about where this story could go from here, are going to be let down the instant
0: I hit load game on disc two.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, boy, you're going to get slapped in the face so hard next episode. <laughs> you're talking about dog shade dungeons. Yeah. Well, John, what are your thoughts? I, you've been uh,
4: quiet yeah, no, so far. Um I again, like, this is my first time through as well, and I <laughs> I agree uh with Sybil largely. I mean, a lot of the dungeons that we've had seem completely unnecessary, but they haven't been bad. They haven't been too much of a slog to go through, with the exception of the sewer. And even that was fairly quick in regards to dungeons. Um, I think that the what we discussed in this episode at the end of Delling City, um, the visual presentation of it all was all 100% up my alley, and I think was uh, executed very well. The entire uh, parade, everything surrounding the sorceress, and everything uh, surrounding those events—like it looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, with a couple weird animation uh, uh, mm-hmm. jitters here and there.
3: Yeah.
0: I I forgot to mention that if you are running around in town. And you can see all these, like, NPCs who are, like, obviously really pixelated in the remaster because they're, like, background <laughs> images. Uh, if you go to the area right in front of, you know, where the road is right in front of the Caraway Mansion, you could see Watts. Watts is standing there. <laughs>
2: nice.
0: <laughs> With the do-rag and everything. Or at least, like, they say model. I assume it's him. You can't talk to him. But, mm-hmm. like, I assume that has to be him because, you know, he's around. <laughs>
1: Well, Should I be exploring more? Are there little NPC bits between?
4: Yeah, Nothing there aren't major, it seems like. They're, they're little world building conversations.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. I think Timber was the densest for that. Yeah. Um And then. Mm-hmm. Going back
0: to Dalit, maybe?
2: Yeah, they're. <laughs> Dole. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> i never even thought of it that way you're probably right <laughs> no i think it is dog i think it's Dalit. um i'm just being a dick uh yeah i i the ones in galbadia uh, the, or sorry the ones in dealing city were pretty inconsequential um just some you know side conversations basically like pointing out the town yeah, yeah. i think there's more or, you get
0: out of galbadia garden where mm-hmm. you have people like saying oh it seems like the sorceress is gonna like take over the garden yeah and like use it as her base and that seems like a bad thing
2: yeah Yeah. but but then some people are like i mean i don't like the garden's current leadership either so like you know we're still gonna be soldiers whatever the fuck
0: yeah like i signed up for this i guess it doesn't matter
2: yeah
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. hey quickly checking something it
1: might actually be pronounced "dole."
3: no No!
1: (laughs) Uh, in promotional materials before the english release the name was written as d-o-l-e
0: Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. Like so is this literally have like... never heard someone say it in a, a different way, so nope. that's funny. That makes sense though. It makes sense. It yeah. does.
4: And this is giving just further and further evidence that it may be
2: Renoir. Exactly. <laughs> Damn
1: it. It turns <laughs> out that uh everything in this game is a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> Name-wise.
2: Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny that it's pronounced "dole" when they were the one that got turned into a banana republic by Galbadia. But um,
0: on that note, do you guys have? <laughs> hey, Paul, anything? you hear about this banana republic? <laughs>
1: Give me some banana republic music, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Soldiers,
0: <laughs> <laughs> plugs. Say your fucking plugs. John, you first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: no, I'm John. Uh, I am also, you can find me on uh no Premium if you head over to the, uh, the Pitch Drop Patreon and uh, offer up a, uh, at the $5 level. Uh, you can uh, check out what we're covering right now, Death Note, along with our entire backlog of both great and garbage anime. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mostly things that are a mix of those two. <laughs> or like they yeah. are garbage and that's what makes them great. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, like Ah. G Gundam, not a good show. Mm -hmm. Often not even a fun show, show, but occasionally a great show. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Gee Gundam, how come your mom let you have two shining fingers?
4: (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't think I can handle two shining fingers.
1: You can find me and all the works I do on and off the network at hellscaper.com.
2: You can listen to Chris Taylor and I talk about Final Fantasy XIV in exhaustive detail if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon at the $1 level. Uh, That's called Icons and Icons. Uh, We are getting ready to release our first season for free because we just hit the award-winning expansion Heaven's Word on uh, today's recording. So uh, look forward to that as well. Uh, And maybe if you like that, you'll start paying a buck a month. And maybe then if you like that, you'll start paying five bucks a month and uh, you'll just go on
3: up the chain that way. Anyway, it's fun and, uh, and and a good time.
0: Yeah. So you can listen to besides the version that John is on for patrons only. There is a free version of Boku no stop that Sybil and I are on where we are currently covering Lupin the Third, The Woman Called Fujiko Mine, and that's been quite an experience. <laughs> you didn't think you were going to be complaining about titties every week, did you? I didn't say... Like, I expected it to be horny. I didn't expect it to be, like, horny.
1: You didn't expect a long derail about all the hosts but me talking about the ethics of fucking a cop, did you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did not... <sighs> I did not see that coming. Ha hmm. <laughs> which is <laughs> Yes, of course. Yeah, no, it, it they they will not not bring it up.
1: <laughs> if I don't make it out, ask Zenigata what it felt like.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah shit. Well, that is all until next time where we are going to be getting drilled in D District Prison and playing up through the <laughs> what? next dream sequence yep you heard me yep see ya ask Zenigata what it felt like <laughs> <laughs> i'm dying
1: i'm
3: dying here <laughs>